Welcome everyone to the Visual Tone Creator Insights Podcast, where we pick the brains of some of the most talented creators from around the globe. This is your guide to the world of content creation and the business behind it. Today, Bryn and I have the pleasure of talking to Michael Gray, but you probably know him as Mike Visuals. Yeah, so Mike is a super talented individual in the content creation world. He's worked with some incredible brands such as DJI, Beautiful Destinations, Adobe. And I know he's worked with many tourism boards over the years. He shares with us a bit of his story and delves into how he's hustled for many years and is still hustling in this constantly evolving industry. Let's not waste any more time. Let's have a chat. All right, everybody, today we've got a special guest. His name is Mike Gray, also known as Mike Visuals. How are you doing, brother? I'm good. To be honest, I was waiting for you just to be like Mike Visuals because people actually sometimes just forget my actual name. Like, honestly, some of my mates now will be like, Mike Visuals, is that actually your real name? I'm like, no, it's not. But no, thanks for having me, guys. Awesome to have you, man. Oh, did to be honest, to be 100% honest, I had to actually double check what your surname was because yeah, of that. Yeah, of course so, yeah. <laughs> I might just change it legally to visuals, I don't know. Mr. Mr. Visuals. Yeah, that's literally it, Mr. Visuals. But no, it's good to be here. Thanks for having me again. Oh, it's a pleasure to have you, man. Awesome, awesome. So Mr. Visuals, a.k.a. Mike Gray. Um, <laughs> so how long have you been working in the adult film industry for? <laughs> In the, wait, hang on, rewind. What what podcast is this, man? <laughs> Hold on, is it? Friend, <laughs> I think this is your different schedule, mate. Oh, sorry, bro. Oh, that, so that was Mike Mike Williams. That's Mike Williams. Mike Williams. <laughs> sorry oh, so about my that. Bad, my bad. Oh, I've got the wrong Hold Zoom on. link. One sec. I'm out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right, all right. Let's reel it back. Let's reel it back. Anyway, I know a lot of people know who you are, what you do, but uh, give us in a nutshell. Let's give me a little bit about yourself, what you do, and when you started. So I'm a 23-year-old filmmaker. Um, I specialize in mainly travel videography. I dip into a little bit of photography, but my true passion and kind of fuel to the fire was kind of studying video. Um, I started around 10 years ago. So uh, when I was- How old were you then? 13, so um, yeah, quite kind of young. Like I probably picked up a camera like when I was 13 and played around with After Effects and stuff. Wow. Uh, Like the classic like YouTube, uh, how to do this and this and like it honestly just kind of went on from there like just practice every weekend with mates we would create like these I, I should re- I'll send you these so you can open oh but, yes yeah, yeah, yeah let's do that so, so when I was younger I, I would just go to this abandoned quarry it was like a, un, like a shut down mine and uh, we would dress up in like army <laughs> army equipment <laughs> these fake guns and we'll create like do you remember Freddie W on YouTube he was like I, he did I like yeah Search him up. He's really cool, and he, he did like this, uh, these awesome like action films, and it was all done like by his small team, and they just used After Effects, so creating the yes. muzzle flashes, the explosions. Oh, yeah, cool. we had a lot of fun doing that, and that was just kind of a fun project. And I would direct, edit, um, kind of orchestrate it all, and I was just like enjoying life, like just creating these videos, um, and it just kind of went on from there, just doing free work, um, some weddings, um, and then. I went to university for six months wanting to actually study visual effects from, do, yeah. from doing those like kind of visual effects muzzle flashes. It kind of inspired yeah. me to do 
visual effects full time. So like, I don't know, films like Transformers with all the CGI and all of that. So okay. I got into like the best visual effects school uh, in the UK. But when I actually got there, dude, it was like taking a maths class. Like it was like, no way. yeah, so it was like, not the vibe you're su- expecting. Like, su- like I fully respect visual effects artists, like the maths, <laughs> science behind it. It's all code. I was the like, coding, oh, yeah. this wasn't, uh, this isn't the Transformers <laughs> well, is- sort of vibe I wanted. But like, these are like the tutorials just- I was watching on YouTube. Yeah, yeah literally, no, it was all code and everything. Uh, I felt so out of my, uh, my depth. So I'm looking at it, I, probably enjoyed filming a lot more than the editing then um so i just took the decision to quit and kind of pursue videography full-time so less of like the editing intense editing sort of thing and more of the filming um so i did that for a year and a half how did how did did the parents how did the parents feel about you quitting Mm. yeah it was (laughs) it was was tricky presuming they were paying for it yeah yeah well well luckily we can get student loans here but it was sort of a thing where making a big decision like that, you think about it and you either ponder on it for months and months, think, oh, should I quit? And I just had to, as soon as I got that four in my head, I just had to go for it. And I literally told them the, the day after, I literally was like, yeah, this isn't for me. And it was quite all of a sudden, like, because okay. I felt like my thought process leading up to that point wasn't like, oh, well, I'm going to quit and stuff. It was just one day I was like, this isn't for that's me it. and I I'm just out. had to yeah and like if I spend another week there another month there that's one money going down the drain and two just mm-hmm. a waste of my time so Sorry. I remember the car journey going back and <laughs> I had written up this like mind map of like my plan for the next three years and yes. my dad was just driving like this like <laughs> looking at me and shaking his head probably but now they they love what I do and they're, they're I think they're, they're pretty proud hopefully so um, yeah, they're, they're really supportive parents, so it's it's all good. It's all That's good. fantastic. I like it. But I mean, you you, meant, you mentioned you started on After Effects when you were thirteen. Yeah, Dude, I think. I mean, I'm I won't lie, I'm quite jealous because I think I only started. You you how old are you now? Twenty three. Mm. Yeah, twenty three. I only I think I only started actually getting into this you know industry when I was twenty three. Man, if I could have just started ten years earlier. Yep. Oh, <laughs> I've yeah. spoken about this a lot. Like, wish we would have started earlier. And like, yeah, for you, for you to start at thirteen, I think is is such an advantage. Yeah, yeah. I think honestly, like looking back on when I was like, well, just a teenager, and I'm sure we all agree, like, time is like so valuable these days. Ah. Like, mm. I, I've learned that over the years. Like, when I was in school, I would always just wish time would go faster to so school yeah. would finish faster. But like now, I wish like time would slow right down, and I yeah. can just kind yeah. of yeah, like, yeah. It's it's, it's funny, funny how it works, but yeah, yeah. No, it's it's um. I guess that's all part of growing up. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So ten years or so, you've been working at it. Um, I think it's safe to say you're a professional now. Um, you do this for a living. It's funny you say that. Like when we're on shoots and stuff, like I don't know if you've done this, but say we're shooting for like DJI or something and, and I'm getting this cool drone shot and like of a, of a car or something. I, I said to uh, my friend Mitch yeah, one, on one of the shoots, like, oh, Mitch, this would be so cool. We were on like a professional shoot, like filming for like a car kind of commercial. Yeah. He was like, dude, we are shooting professionally. <laughs> like, like literally, like, I sometimes forget that we are professionals and yeah, I, it's yeah. funny to say that but i guess we can yeah we are yeah i forget that and i mean i think that's so true i mean i still find it hard yeah to call myself a professional because where is that phase when when do you start exactly now i mean maybe when when was that moment for you when you're like all right 
I'm going at this full time. When did you feel like this is now a full time job? You know, this is bringing in the money. I'm not just giving it a bash anymore. This is this is my calling. Was there a moment? Yeah, no, it was actually. Um, so when I quit university, I did I think a year of just like grind, free work, getting a portfolio built up. Went on my first travel uh, trip to create the, the classic travel film, um, gotcha. and then Beautiful Destinations, who's like one of the biggest like travel social media agencies For out sure. there. Um, they ran this thing called the world's coolest job, um, and yeah, it was I actually that. it was a really cool opportunity. Like loads of people applied, and um, I chatted to the founder Jeremy Jaunty, and I applied for it. And um, using what I had like kind of captured in that year of just doing random crap, to be honest, yeah, it kind of um, kind of just made me really want to go and get this job. So I was so persistent. I went to these conventions to meet jeremy to kind of like just remind him of, like yeah i hustled hard and <laughs> yeah. um yeah and we just clicked when we met as well and we got on really well and he likes my work and um he offered me well actually i i, I didn't hear back from them for like a good five months but then uh, i think it was 2017 uh, in march when i got an email saying you've been like you've you've got the job sort of thing i was Fantastic. like okay that was my moment of okay i'm gonna do this full time amazing so i moved to new york and that was a big step as well like i was just going full knees deep in it so it was uh yeah it was that was <laughs> what, a what was call. that job exactly yeah sorry i didn't actually explain that so it was literally just being a part of their beautiful destinations creative team so okay. i met like legends like nainoa Jacob, awesome. um, Story of Sage. Um, I didn't meet Sam actually. I think he left just before I joined. So um, yeah, some really cool creatives have come out of Beautiful Destination yeah. and still do. So it was an awesome team, like so fun. We got to travel a lot, um, worked with like loads of tourism boards and it was just a really good opportunity to grow as a person, like just being kind of dumped into New York alone without any friends apart from the people at Beautiful Destinations. That's the way to do it, man. It's kind of scary, but like I was only like 19 as well. So um, that was one of the the scariest but coolest things I've probably done to get kind of into this whole industry. Yeah. So that was kind of the moment. Yeah, yeah. That was the moment, yeah. Awesome. You mentioned there like one of the, the decent jobs, the good ones, you know. Were there any real shitty jobs? What <laughs> were those one. ones you did on the <laughs> side? Oh, no. I feel bad. <laughs> he might listen to this. You don't have to name, you <laughs> no, have to come, name on, names. come on. I don't know if it was that bad. You can use like... an alias. It's okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like like Bob's driving school sort of thing. Like oh, He was super yeah. nice. He was a super nice guy. But it's just like I was just doing some um, drone shots and like some videos of him teaching his classes and do you know how awkward kind of driving school lessons are anyway and i was just filming some bro hey well hold on hold on i'm from zimbabwe we we didn't (laughs) we learned in the tractors and the farms bro we we didn't have driving school (laughs) continue yeah sure yeah like it was just like i was filming him and his student who i've never met before and they were kind of like acting and like obviously he can't act because he's just a driver's driver uh, instructor and this kid had literally just didn't even know me or he didn't even actually know what was going on he thought he was just coming to do his driving lesson but then all these cameras were everywhere so it was so awkward and i was literally doing it for nothing and i was like yeah yeah. what am i doing (laughs) well you know that's that that's the that's the definition of hustling man you know hustling doesn't always mean you know there's 
it doesn't always have to be this glorious, amazing aspect to it. Yeah. There's also the negative side, but that hustle, I'm sure you learned some lessons in that driving school video. <laughs> yeah. It probably helped you at this stage. Hopefully, um, yeah, I hope so. But I, I, have you filmed weddings before? Dude, I filmed one and I vowed to never film another. <laughs> oh my God, literally, I swear every filmmaker that once they... One, well not even once they during when they're filming it they vow to themselves <laughs> while they're literally capturing the, the say I do moment I'm never doing this again I was doing like I literally posted on this wedding forum looking back and I was like what am I doing but like I posted on this hey, wedding you forum you were hustling we've explained I was hustling, this. You're hustling. I was hustling, hustling. You're I, was hustling. hustling. Yeah. I put free wedding shoots so I got loads of people <laughs> of course they want a free wedding video like full on gimbal city cam fully booked up for the year yeah fully like <laughs> slow motion all that and i was offering it for free and i did like i think three of them and they they had the audacity to like complain saying oh you didn't get this shot of blah, blah, blah. fair enough but i'm doing it for free mate like and it was so good still and like i would literally get there at like 9 a.m and go at like 3 a.m and i would do it for free did they? Like, le- did you at least get to eat the nice food at the wedding no i didn't even get the food no, i had to go to the no, local what? fish and chip shop Hold on, let's get get these people on email now. I'm going to send know, them an email. Yeah, I know. Respect, respect. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> so speaking of, you just mentioned they're doing free jobs. How important do you think it's? Do you think it's pretty important to to do a couple of free jobs while you're getting started? Honestly, the I I, I kind of chat shit about it, but that is actually the number one advice I give in mm. terms of like mm. someone who wants to get into this career without. A portfolio it's you're not really going to get too far so um, true. i think and like the easiest way to get um your portfolio is to do free work because no one's gonna rarely say no to a free video being done <laughs> that's so, true like it, it, even if you do a crappy job like they at the end of the day they can't really complain because <laughs> you're doing it for free like yeah, yeah the pressure's off what do they expect like a uh, interstellar sort of thing like, like you know what i mean like they can't really yeah. expect too much and how do you how do you approach potential clients to film weddings like what what kind what was your pitch what, what did you say to them honestly the forum world it's a rabbit hole but it's actually like Ooh, pretty good yeah, it's gold yeah. like you just okay. create i created this nice kind of like pdf with my Oh, wow. Rates which were f- which were free anyway. Rates <laughs> 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 looking, looking back at it, it was actually ridiculous. I had package one, package two, and all underneath <laughs> it was free, free, free. Oh, we'll take the most expensive <laughs> no, package. Yeah, literally, but like, and, the, and and we're not going to give you lunch. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a joke. Yeah, but um, I would say like, yeah, forums are an amazing place. I hustled. I think looking back on it, like I'd go into these like SCA travel. Have you heard of like just? Yeah. Um, yeah. I would go into the shop and be like, "Can I speak to the manager? Like, um, who's the social media person? Like, I, was, I would just go into shops and just kind of like just go for it and just be like, "Oh, I'm a videographer. Um, here's my card." Um, it never really <laughs> got anywhere, but like, you never know that one person could give you a chance, um, especially if, you're, if it's hustling, local businesses hustling. as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's literally just a, a game of um, of luck, I would say, in terms of who's gonna give you a shot. And I guess it's a numbers game, right? You just you've got to put enough out there, hoping one one of a hundred might hundreds. Might. And like like, it's still like a hustle now. Like I'm not just like jobs oh, yeah. obviously come in, but like we still have to send emails for pitches and stuff. Yeah. So it's a constant kind of mm. um, uh, kind of hustle of the whole kind of. I think a lot of people that that do kind of you know watch watch creators sort of 
have a bit of a false assumption that these these jobs just land on your lap. It's all fallen and, on their lap. And this it's true. And it's a big yeah. misconception. Like you said, there's a it's, lot it's of a hard massive, work. yeah. I think very few yeah. are at a stage where it is they they do kind of start coming in, but for the most part, from the people we've spoken to, it is it's a constant grind. You are looking all the time. It's, so yeah, that's it's cool to hear that. It is true. Yeah. I think people especially with when people kind of look at the numbers game on social and they just think oh this guy has xyz he must get loads of jobs but like i don't think they realize the the behind the scenes of making these proposals and making these kind of um just reaching out and these hundreds of emails to Mm. like try and get these kind of gigs and stuff so yeah um yeah it's definitely a a good point a misconception of uh just because you have a large following it might not necessarily mean that you're getting emailed bombarded all the time but obviously it does help but You've got to start from somewhere. Yeah, true. Exactly. All right. So, Mr. Mike, you know, you call yourself a travel Mike. videographer. It's Mr. Visuals, I think. It's Mr. Visuals. Mr. Yeah, sorry. Come on, sorry, Mr. Visuals. Let's get this right. <laughs> You're a travel videographer. Now, what is the most important thing you bring on a trip that isn't your camera gear? Uh, people. People, my friends, the team around me. Mm. That's another thing I've definitely learned over the years is having a solid team around you of both friends and just amazing creators mm. um, and luckily a lot of my friends are creators it's so much better like it's it just kind of elevates your work yeah it makes the trip more, mm-hmm. more meaningful it creates a lot more memories yeah and i think that's you know for you guys out there listening it's it really is find people that are doing similar things to you you know and if it just means on instagram you know hit these people up you know there's like we're saying this is how i met mike this is kirill and yeah. i we've chatted for so long over whatsapp just with you know with regards to what we do he's got a job he's asking me questions there's the information doesn't necessarily have to come from the internet in the sense of you know research and documentation and watching tutorials just the people around us you know are a wealth of information hmm. now let's talk business so i mean obviously you're, you're successful in terms of what you're producing right you know these are incredible photos incredible video you do a little bit of everything but at the end of the day you got to be profitable mm-hmm. now w- what for you brings in the dollars what what puts the bread on the table is it you know is it the client work is it your social media and the bacon yeah and the bacon what brings <laughs> unless in the you're dollar. vegan <laughs> no tofu yeah. what brings in the tofu yeah what brings in the tofu for you <laughs> No, I'm not vegan. I'm not vegan. Um, yeah, so I think um, I'd say brand work. So working with brands that uh, I don't, I don't really have a, a strict rule at all. But I, I definitely lean towards working with brands that I'm one I use and one I'm like, I kind of resonate with, and I kind mm. of believe in their kind of ethos. Like mm. like Brin, like it we just comes across with, more yeah, genuine. Exactly. So um, a lot of like social media brand deals, creating content for their social media is actually where I've made more of the kind of um, income last year, not this year because of COVID obviously, but last year was actually creating content for their social media use. And I think companies are definitely um, realizing that's what they need to focus on more and more every year, like Mm. their own social media content Mm. needs to be like at the level of these creators. So they get these creators on board to make their content. I'd say the the biggest one is brand deals with just brands like DJI, um, Etihad, um, nice. Tourism Board, stuff like that. It's 
and it, it, like building a good relationships with these people uh, really is really important as well. Like, I mean, that leads me to the next question, which is pretty much dealing with these clients, right? Is how, so how do you how what do you think creates um, a genuine relationship with clients? They come to you, they want work. How how do you go about making sure that? You're going to first off do a good job for them, but at the same time, you want re- repeat work, correct? Mm-hmm. You want to work with them again. I mean, yeah. is, is there any insights you have for us there? Come um, on, give I us a little summon, summon. It's a little size. That it's, I think it's honestly just, um, I guess it's harder for some in some circumstances, but my best client relationships are people who have actually physically met. Like, it's always mm. like, for example, um, my DJI um, contact, he. He's based in um, LA, and so when I did go to LA to, to Adobe Max, I took the time out of my kind of the schedule and hit him up and be like, "Hey, let's meet um, for a coffee. Let's just chat." And it's just those small like things them. go f- like a little like there's those small things go a long way, right? So yeah, I think it shows them sure. that you're you're invested into that relationship and that you're invested in helping them build the brand and create the content. So it's um, it's definitely wise to just always kind of be friendly with the clients. And even like, just I chat to them through WhatsApp. It's literally just like, see them as friends, not just clients. Mm. Um, I just chat to a lot of them just, just as a mate. So I think it's important to be professional at the start and always be professional with mm-hmm. the, at the end of the day, the work needs to be always professional but maybe sometimes i think it is nice to bring that communication personal side touch. to the yeah to more of a personal friend, kind of mate to mate sort of um, aspect instead of just like they're just like you aren't they exactly yeah and they just want to get awesome content so it's a and if you deliver at the end of the day well then yeah. it's a win they just want to get sick transition so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's all about the transitions <laughs> so yeah and maybe yeah actually let's, let's have a chat about that in terms of um, you, you've got a style, right? People are hiring you for your particular style. They're like, hey, we've seen the work you've done. We've seen your portfolio and um, we want something like this. Yeah. So let's talk a bit about your style. I mean, maybe in under a minute, describe to me what, what what's Mike's oh, style, Mr. Visuals. I, I know it's hard. I know it's hard. But what do you like? You know, when, you, when you're producing something, what is it? Is there something even small that you just try include? Whether it's do you like lots of motion? Do you like the transitions? Yeah. Is it lots of gimbal work? What what makes it yeah, your yeah, touch? A, kind of looking at it, I I would say my favorite thing to do when creating what is the flow of the the kind of one shot seamlessly running through to the next. Yeah. So mm-hmm. um, I can send this to you. So maybe for example, the New York subway scene I created with Alex in New York. Like uh, yeah. each shot seamlessly goes to it's there's no kind of static stop stopping in the middle it's always one continuous flow and i think that's kind of a, a little i guess a lot of people do it but th- i guess that's what i always add to my work to kind of make it me you're, you're thinking about it throughout the process yeah i always make sure i have that incorporated in and um I guess a crap load of speed ramps. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, we're we're all subject to using a hell of a lot of speed ramps. We love a good speed ramp. Yeah, don't yeah. We? But I think I think it's important to 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 mention though that like it's it's used tastefully and it's used for purpose, which mm. it's not just throwing a transition for the sake of throwing a transition. That's very true. You know, you're trying to convey something, like maybe it's the maybe it's the pace of New York and and. The fluidity, Literally that, yeah, and and so there's a lot more to it than just I, don't, I, I, I see, and I, I'm sure we all see so many <laughs> people 
Bro, yeah. uh, hold on. A zoom in. Tr- uh, how about this? A zoom in transition shot <laughs> that actually goes to a wider drone shot. You know, yeah. <laughs> Where there's there's this yeah. transition used, in. and it just makes no sense. No, literally, yeah. Like I mentioned, um, like in my, I did a camera transition class on the creator class thing, and I said like, you don't just use these for the sake of it. It needs to have a purpose, and I think that's super important. Amen. Like, like you, you know, you mentioned like I did that kind of subway scene because and it is fast because new york is hectic it's chaotic mm. like that so i wanted to portray that that through For these the transitions but you wouldn't be doing that in some like i don't know some some church shot i don't know so yeah. like, <laughs> no, exactly. so like or like some yeah. a morning church rehearsal yeah and there's just the sickest transitions yeah, you've ever yeah. seen yeah Okay, so so we have this 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 segment, and uh, it's it's called the quick fire questions. Cue the cue the cue the Gatling gun. <laughs> so we're just basically going to shoot some questions your way, and there's no wrong or right answer, and you really don't have to justify your answers. Okay, let's do it. I'm a bit nervous what the questions will be. To be honest, these questions might be more of a, fre- a reflection on us than you. For having come up with okay. these questions. <laughs> so don't stress too much. Okay. So first of all, are you a PC or a Mac guy? Uh, Mac. Mac. Mm. Okay. Final Cut or Premiere? Premiere. Nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tell you wide? Wide. Wide. Nice. Okay. Mm. Urban or nature? Nature. Sunrise or sunset? Sunrise. Oh, I like, I like it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a tough <laughs> grind. <laughs> yeah. Okay, on a shoot, what are you most likely to forget? Uh, extra battery or an SD card? Um, SD card. Yeah, man, me too. Mm, left probably in the laptop there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sucks. It sucks. Okay, um, gimbal or handheld? Gimbal. Landscape or portrait? Landscape. In a duel to the death, which would you pick as a weapon? A camera body or a lens? Camera body. 1DX body is metal, so... (laughs) (laughs) Amen. I was actually thinking of the the 1DX is probably the camera that I would use too if if presented with that hypothetical, crazy hypothetical situation. situation. (laughs) Which you're most likely in this industry to to at least once or twice be in that situation. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Okay, Mike, so let's talk about when you're on a shoot now. I want to know like the things that just excite you. You know, you're on a shoot. It's it's grueling. Let's be honest. We love what we do, but there's elements to it that is hard work. But what's that moment that makes you feel like this is why I've dedicated my life to this right now? You know? Yeah. What yeah. what is that moment? Catching the sun. Um. Yeah. Good oh. weather's good weather's what I now. <laughs> I swear, like I get such bad luck with weather. Um. Mm. So whenever I have a good spell, it's it's because like, you're from the UK, bro. Yeah. So true. I the the clouds follow me, man. It's so annoying. <laughs> It's um yeah, but I think one the weather like if it's looking good I get pumped already because obviously light is everything. Um, two, I think I now have a shot this like kind of a shot um, okay. kind of plan in my head when I go to a place. I used to just wing it, but I think at the end of the day that doesn't really help storytelling whatsoever. So um, <laughs> I, I normally have a rough plan, and as soon as I've kind of ticking off these things, I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm getting pumped every You're time. You're making progress. I'm like swiping it off, and, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> and like, I, and then like you can kind of then visualize as you're getting it, it coming all together. So then I get more excited about just going back 
to the uh, to the place you're staying to at. And just could he piecing it together, yes. giving a quick color grade, um, <laughs> and yeah, I think that's the kind of things I live for. <laughs> but cool. also like just like having a good time and. Um, Especially FPV recently, I've been really getting into that. It's, Dude, yeah, it's a noticed. lot. It's a lot of fun. Like I took um, Jacob came through the other day. We took a Lamborghini down to the Peak District. Yeah, and as I you do. The, uh, yeah, as you do. Yeah, and, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Day, daily Friday for me. But yeah. um, you get the FPV. We got the FPV up, and we went down like this ridge, and then I followed the car behind. It was just like oh, because it's so new to me this FPV experience, and when I nail it like that, it's like. Oh, okay. It's clicking, and it's it's really it's really enjoyable, and you can't really get that with anything yeah. else. And I mean, if FPV, like, let's be honest, the shots look cool, but it's more than the shots, right? With FPV, it's it's yeah. just fun. It's so fun, man. I mean, flying a drone is fun, and now you're flying FPV. It's like being it's properly being a kid again, except now it you are the drone. Is. <laughs> you are the drone, and it's like as soon as you know the sticks well and you know how your drone kind of flies you can literally just make it do anything <laughs> like anything speaking of gear yeah i mean like let's be honest we're all most of you listening we're all a little bit intrigued by the gear side of things we all want to know what people are using let's 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 give a little situation here right you've you're climbing a mountain as you do <laughs> it's a big mountain so you can't take much with you you've yeah. got your backpack you have your barest barest essentials just what you need. You get up there, you take your backpack off, and now we've got Thief Bryn hiding in the bushes, runs up, hand inside camera bag, pulls out the camera body to steal it. What camera am I holding? A Lego camera. Le- <laughs> you've, been, you've been tricked, Bryn. You've been tricked. That was a decoy. <laughs> that was the decoy. Hold on, hold on. Thief, Mike's, Mike's Thief Bryn goes back into... <laughs> I go back. I go back into the bag, whip out a bag, and I'm like, "This is the only camera you were willing to carry up this mountain. What is it?" Just my black magic with the 18 to 35 1.8. Beautiful. And that's is that the is that the 4K or 6K? <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Um, that is the Sigma lens. But then here's the dilemma. Where's my uh-huh. photo camera? Oh, you see, so that's the, that's the downside of having the black magic. You got to carry two cameras all the time. Yeah, okay. so you that's that, why the, R, the R5's looking on the horizon. It, yeah, very excited. Come on, Canon, do not cripple it. Yeah, yeah. well, yeah. we might have to be carrying like a a cooler box with us or a portable AC unit. I know. Yeah, we better sort that out. <laughs> Overheating for the boys, dude. I hope. I hope because that is a dream camera. If it looks insane, 4K 120. I literally was saying that two years ago. Imagine, like, yeah. I was like, imagine 4K 120. Like that's all I need. I don't need any more. And then Black Magic just drops 12K. I'm like, okay, I need that now. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, no one needs 12K. Let's be honest. If you're using 12K, you're getting you're not getting the shot right. Like you should be. No, you probably don't have the computer anyway to view the file afterwards. Let's be honest. It's true. You're gonna yeah. be doing proxies for days. Yeah, that's true. All right, so that's fat. Thief Bryn got an awesome deal today. Well done, Bryn. <laughs> we'll move away from that. So that's the gear talk. All right, let's 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 change it up a bit. Kirill, hello. Why don't you come in with uh, let's 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 do an Instagram versus reality here. We're gonna we're gonna find an image on your Instagram profile, and we want to know the backstory. Kirill, you're in charge of this. Go find oh, one. Oh god! Oh god! <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I wanted to ask you about this one particular photo, just because this has been a dream of mine to do this. Yeah. 
So the post I'm looking at is from, let's see, it's from Hawaii. And you, I presume it's you, are swimming alongside a massive pod of dolphins. Oh, like yeah. 14, 15, I can't even, I've lost count. But it's blue, clear water, and you're just swimming alongside them, and it's just blowing my mind. <laughs> so I want to know what went into getting that shot. Like, I don't imagine you just jumped in the water and were like, whoa, so glad I luckily stumbled upon this massive pod of dolphins backs. <laughs> No, it, it was. It's always been a dream of mine to actually swim with dolphins. You, you see those epic dolphin shots, and I was like, "Is that real?" And yeah. like, um, a good friend of mine, Nolan Amuro, Amura, um, he's an awesome, awesome uh, underwater photographer based in Oahu. Mm. Um, and when I visited uh, Hawaii in February, I hit him up, and we hung out a lot. Um, and we went out one morning at like four a.m. I think. Yeah. To this one spot where you do the dolphin dolphin kind of diving and yeah. i was really excitedly going up to it but they did say like mike the the chances are of seeing dolphins are so slim every time yeah. it goes sometimes it's a hit or miss it's yeah you can't guarantee it so so you were ready for disappointment i was mentally preparing myself to be disappointed yeah. and either way i didn't think it would be what it is like in the photos right i always thought there was some sort of manipulation but when we were approaching the the beach of where we would park literally i'd say fifth not even that like 30 meters out you could see already a pod of dolphins on the surface like and then there was another pod and another pod and another what? pod i was You're like kidding. and nolan nolan looked to me he was like oh you've got a good day bro like <laughs> you and, got a good day <laughs> yeah and like everyone was really pumped so we swam in um we jumped in the water just swam pretty far out and all of a sudden, you hear, you put your head under water, and you hear the dolphin noise, the oh. little, the noise, and it was what are they, insane. What, are they, what, is this, what does that sound like exactly? Oh, I knew you were going to pick that up. <laughs> uh, honestly, it's just like a squirm. It's like, <laughs> yeah, no, that's like, that's just like a dinosaur. Um, but no, it is literally like you would put your head underwater with your goggles and all of that. And you would just see, we saw hundreds. It was actually a crazy experience. Incredible. How At the end of that day, how many shots did you have? You chose that one. I mean, yeah, um, we had, was that the best one? or No, there were quite a few, but I would say it wasn't just me shooting. It was a couple of others, but I think total we got like 2,000 shots. But I call it, I call it <laughs> spray. spray and... yeah, no, 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 literally I say spray and pray. So I literally just <laughs> kind of shoot and I just spray and pray and hope I get it. Uh, especially with the 1D, it's dangerous. <laughs> that thing falls up memory cards very quickly. So quickly. So talking about, since we're on social media now, I mean, social media is obviously a big part of what you do. You're a filmmaker, but the social element is is playing such a big role these days. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, would you say to, to up-and-coming filmmakers out there, how important is it to, to have this element of social media? Um, I'd say it's... I don't want to say crucial, but I think it's definitely where it's going every year it's been more um, focused on social media marketing so like creating social media media content for brands so i think having a presence on social media is always wise um mm. obviously there's are there, there, there are more traditional routes you can take but i see my instagram as my portfolio it's instagram mm. could be your it's well, kind like of that. the new age of portfolio um work so you've got obviously the classic website and it's good to have a website put it in your mm -hmm. in your bio if you have one because it just adds to that kind of professionalism but to to 
brands and I think a lot of um, just businesses out there, they, when they see someone's Instagram account, they see it as a portfolio and it's so easy to just judge someone off that, which is so kind of true. a good and bad it's the, thing. It's the, first thing I, it's the first thing I do if I'm researching someone. It's true, it's I true. Mean, back in the day, it was Facebook. Now, it's Instagram. Yeah, and you need it to be the best, your best of best work because yeah. you can literally judge someone's kind of photography, especially by just one swipe. And you, you, you either swipe away or you stay on it to have a look further down. And it's all about keep, kind of keeping it eye-catching to someone who hasn't really seen your page before. and they keep So they keep on scrolling mm. down and down. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I think it's quite important, actually. Yeah. Gotcha. Now, <clears throat> let, let's talk maybe a bit about YouTube since you're on the filmmaking side of things. Now, you do a little bit of everything. You've got your travel videos. You've got tutorial videos. You've got vlogs. Let's... Give me a little bit of insight into terms of like, so you've got these three different types of videos. What do you find works best on YouTube? If does a particular style work best? Um, and you know, you can you can you can mention talk about the length, uh, the way you interact. Have you noticed anything interesting about um, how people interact with your content differently? Um, I would say the vlogs, the travel vlogs, do the best. Mm. But I think um, some of my tutorials also do really well, and that that's why I kind of kind of think my vlog style is quite unique in the sense that it's got all the cool cinematics inside, but it's also really informative. I, I showcase yeah. a lot of what um, of of the breakdown of okay, we're gonna get this shot. Uh, for example, the, my Utah vlog, I'm breaking down how we got this really cool drone shot of uh, of a jeep. And I, I talk mm. through the ND filters, the the correct drone to use, the yeah. flying style, and I think people really um, appreciate they can that. Take something away from that because a lot of the a lot of creators you see, they the, yes, their work is amazing and it's um, it's beautiful to watch, but to give value back to your audience, I think it's really important to showcase maybe how you did it, or at least if you don't want to show so all true. your cards, maybe at least some sort of um, <laughs> kind of like oh, little, little sneak to, yeah exactly like little you're supposed to be telling us all your deepest darkest little tips come on i'm pretty open with every kind of thing <laughs> uh, no i, I know do. you are you and i like and i like that about your tutorials like you say you, you're not just showing this the, the incredible experience you know the, the truth is there's a lot of people that want to do the same and you're showing them actually how they can do it yeah yeah so i just I wanted to that. just pick it up there quick before before we moved on from the vlogs but i think the the thing that people seem to really love about vlogs is that they actually get to see the creator and the personality, the person behind the camera. Mm. And I think that's something that's so important for building a community. And like, have you found so putting true. yourself out there as in like actually putting your face in front of the camera and talking and showing your personality has helped you, I guess, create a better relationship with this community that interacts with you and that gets excited. Yeah. It's, I, I completely agree, and I, I've I said this at the start of the year. I, I was going to do more kind of vlogs, which show more of my personality. But obviously, the whole Corona situation just put that in the bin. But um, <laughs> Corona, <laughs> Corona. Um, but no, like honestly, it's you're so you're so right in 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 the um, point you made. Putting your personality out there is so important because I think relatability is really. Um, 
like it, it works it works like mm. you see a lot of these kind of vlogging channels where they don't put any cinematics they literally film themselves eating in and out burgers like literally <laughs> stuff like that but people love it because they can relate to that they can be like oh i can go, <laughs> I can go do that tomorrow I if those I... too <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's true it's it's it sounds like kind of silly but the more sometimes the more basic the vlog is the better it does because people can relate to it because um, if you if you just showcase cinematic work um, with no face to it, yes, people will enjoy it. But I think they want to see who's making it. You're like Bryn North. <laughs> no, I've, that's, I've made that mistake. No, no. For, no genuine. Like no, that I, I've what you're saying is 100 percent true. And to those that are listening, take this to heart because I've I've been the guy for a long time that's just been putting out cinematic sort of work, and I've never I've always shied away from being in front of the ca- camera. And the truth is, you know, a lot of us are always going to feel uncomfortable with it. But we need to bring a little bit of our personality. It, it's going to help with the brand. It helps differentiates you. Sure. If your work looks the same as someone else's, or at least be a different person, be a different type of person. Be, you know, the client might like you as a person rather than if someone's got the exact same work and style as you. But if you tend to be a person that looks more approachable and easier to work with, well, that's a bonus. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. And it's important, though, to be your true self. Don't put on kind of a persona that is... Mm. is well said, Because yeah. in the long term, it's going to just... You're not going to enjoy it. You're going to fall out of love yeah. with doing what you're doing. So You can't keep it up. Just be, no, you really can't. So just be true to yourself. Amen. So you mentioned like tutorials being quite quite an interesting element to it. And I mean, I think you've you've just released what we call creator classes... Yeah. Which is super interesting, dude. Tell us, tell us a little bit about what these creator classes are, and if yeah. people want to get involved. Yeah, yeah. So, um, creator classes is a project um, George and I've been working on for many months. It's basically touched upon it earlier. I just wanted to bring something valuable to my audience, and a lot of inspiring creators out there follow um, these big creators online, and they would love to know exactly how they do what they do, and sometimes people don't showcase that they're kind of Mm. mysterious about it but i think i wanted to reach out to my good friends who are like amazing at what they do so nolan is amazing at underwater photography ben tk is amazing at after effects like Mm. um ronald ong is insane at photoshop stuff and i wanted to and they've never actually showcased really any behind the scenes of what they do so i saw kind of an opportunity there to just bring a bunch of good friends together and to showcase um well to bring some classes to the to our audiences and especially like i said previously coming together is so much stronger than just doing it on your on your own and i think bringing all these 12 creators together really made an impact on the whole kind of creative industry but the core idea was just to bring something valuable so they can actually develop their their creative journey instead of just buying like a like a a a lot or a preset (laughs) and how and how do people sign up for it yeah, so we've just finished the first kind of round of creator classes. So it actually ends on the 23rd of July, um, but it will close for enrollment then, but we're looking to revamp it, add even more creators, just improve the whole experience, take feedback from everyone, and just it will enhance every time we release it. So hopefully in a couple nice. of months, it'll come back bigger and better with a lot more people in. So I'll, We'll leave a link to this in the description, and I guess depending whenever you're, you're giving this a listen, check it out. Um, I'm sure we will be. Actually, there's a good chance I might even be a part of it at some stage. And that would know, be we, awesome. So, yeah. yeah. So uh, let's let, let's definitely link up there. Um, awesome. 
just before we go, last few things. Come on, we. This is just how every podcast ends, right? It's pretty generic, but uh, give us give us some some advice, some wisdom for those out there. I'd say be be ready to hustle in this industry. Be ready to send those hundreds of emails. Be ready to mm. even knock on people's like uh, businesses and introduce yourself. Like you need to be um, aware that the the hustle at the start is hard and it is it is sometimes you have up and down days but if you are persistent and you do have that burning desire you will you will get there and i think um practice every day i think that's an important thing i like i said i practiced every weekend with my friends and i think that really added my confidence to this kind of in this whole kind of career choice and it just made me fall in love with it more and more so i'd say just practice um as much as you can and just build that portfolio um, to a point where you feel like you're you're comfortable to then go and charge um, people. So yeah. I mean, look, I I really appreciate you coming here and having a chat, giving us some of your wisdom, and um, yeah, we're wishing you the best, and uh, I'm pretty certain we're all going to be following along, seeing where you go next. Uh, we'll see what the last ten years have been amazing. Let's see what the, where the next ten. No, take I appreciate you. having having me on this, guys. It's been it's been great. No, and yeah, we'll, we'll hopefully uh, meet somewhere in the world once this is all over, and uh, <sighs> yeah, we'll get we'll get filming for sure sooner rather than later. Please. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Nice man. All right. Well, thanks for coming on. There you go, guys. <laughs> awesome. Thanks everyone for tuning in, and uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening, guys. We've got more amazing creators lined up, so make sure to subscribe to make sure you don't miss a future episode. Go find us on your podcast platform of choice, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, we're on all of them. And one last thing, if you enjoyed this podcast and want to support it, consider sharing it with even just one like-minded friend. It honestly goes such a long way and we're so excited to grow this community. Okay, that's it. See you on the next one.